The date is October 27th, 2017. The album is Pacific Daydream from Weezer. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. I'm Wheezy. <laughs> you are? Slammy B. We're, f- we're 40% of the wet band. That's the greatest 90s cover band in the world. We like to cover 90s discographies and see how bands change throughout time. This is the intro. Maybe I'll have. Maybe we'll have to time travel this back to the yeah. beginning. I think we will. All right? Dude, oh, dude let's, let's last time solve it. made me sick, dude. Well, and you haven't been sleeping, and you I have know. half a pizza in your belly. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to do we it. We have to do it. Okay, we, are you ready? The people of the world are depending on us. Yes. Let's send this back in time right. to the beginning. Ready? Yep. Time machine. Ready? Go. I forget how weird this makes me. Dude, do you think that album? Do you think that When this comes out. Hello. And welcome to what is already a train wreck episode of the White Bandits podcast. Sam, you don't know what was going on over here, but I was trying to work a new system involving fixing my mic situation. And now, as you can see, as I lift (laughs) the microphones into view, I was not able to fix that. I, I was trying to run you out of a Kindle for the Zoom meeting and, uh, so so the audio from the music and your voice wouldn't have to be on the same channel. And then the Kindle, like as soon as I turned it on this morning, the audio was like, <laughs> so that wasn't going to work. We couldn't have that. Oh, hold on. I accidentally hit the mic, mic, mic mute button on the computer. How'd that happen? Now say something. What? Oh, and I turned the volume all the way down. Now... <laughs> <laughs> now we're good. Now I can. Hello. Yeah, you know why I couldn't hear you before? It's because uh, I was trying to avoid the hard pause that we had in the last episode. We were, what's the last episode we did? Damn, uh, doing these out of order. Hurley? Yeah, Hurley and Death to False Metal like we did out of order. So that is what happened. Anyway, we are um, on a time crunch. We're on a time crunch and... Uh, we are we're fighting the same stupid Zoom problems uh, that probably everybody has that does stuff like this now. Though a lot of our uh, podcast comrades out there on Instagram and I don't know the podcast sites or whatever, they're just not doing it. But some people aren't as strong as us. Our podcast power. Hmm. Podcast power. Yeah, our podcast power is real strong. We just keep plowing through. Oh, yeah, we do have a lot of podcast power. Sending out shitty content. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At least poor sounding, maybe. Hey, so do you think... 
do you think like Superman has something crazy to do every day? No, it's only like once every six months that like Lex Luthor comes around. That's right. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, on the rest of the days, he's just like saving cats and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. right now we're more in cat mode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I do. Before we get started, I was talking as I was testing the audio. I was talking about my asshole neighbor Jeff. Um, and I just want to ask you your opinion. So yeah, he's actually my across the street neighbor and he drives a big F one fifty. and his wife, uh, actually they're not married, but his girlfriend live in girlfriend is, is real nice. He always parks his fucking truck so that it takes up as much space on the curb in front of their house as possible. You could easily fit two big cars or two big trucks or th- like three sedans on the curb, mm-hmm. but he purposely parks his truck like smack in the middle of the curb so no one can park in front or behind him. So he, Jill, or the nice lady who lives there, told my wife flat out that Jeff, because they live there, Jeff says that is their spot. This is street parking, mind you. Told her that, told my wife, Jeff says this is their spot. And nobody else should be able to park there anyway. So that's okay. I think Jeff is like the world's biggest asshole. Who is right? (laughs) Am I right or is Jeff right? Dude, Jeff's right. You're the asshole. (laughs) I I did used to... If he Sometimes he would make a mistake and he'd be backed up just a little too far. And I know this is illegal technically, but I would just back up so that my car was like half a centimeter in front of his car. And I, I could still fit my car in there. And the only way you can do that is to do the little love tap. Like you purposely touch yeah. them, which uh-huh. you know, people, people freak out about that. But like I'm not doing damage to either car. I wouldn't do – it's not worth doing damage to my car to do that. But um, That's what bumpers are for. That's what I say. That's what bumpers are for. But people get pissed off anyway. So, um, But – yeah, so maybe that makes me an asshole, but uh, he's maybe a bigger asshole. That that's yeah. I'm glad we said no, that. I'm kidding. I no. know, I know. Well, it makes me an asshole that I have to make my point still. You know, a normal person would just be like, "Oh, Jeff's an asshole," and then go about their day, but not me. Um, hey, let's get into it. We said October twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, is the uh, release date for Pacific Daydream. Number one song on that day is Rockstar, not Nickelback. This is Rockstar, Post Malone, featuring 21 Savage. Don't know it. That was me being you. Don't know it. I probably know it. You probably do, I know. That's why I shouldn't have said that. Number one mainstream rock song. I have to admit, I don't know how you're supposed to say this. Well, it's parentheses Medicaid, the theory of a dead man, and it's the, the prescription symbol, like RX. Is that what you're supposed yeah. to call it, RX? I think so. All right, there it is. RX, parentheses. The RX Medi- album. Medicate, Theory of a Dead Man. All right, top five albums. These are, these are as interesting as ever, okay? Here we go. Number one, live in No Shoes Nation, Kenny Chesney. Don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never heard Kenny Chesney talk about it, so I don't know if it's a live album called live in no shoes nation because the billboard uh, um the billboard website doesn't have punctuation with it so it's not like live colon 
in No Shoes Nation or live, comma, in No Shoes Nation. And, or, and there's no like hyphen between no and shoes. So here's what I'm mm-hmm. getting at. Is it a live album in No Shoes Nation or is it a command? Hey, live in No Shoes Nation or live in No Shoes, comma, Nation, like a command. Like, because Kenny Chesney it. is obviously big on, he likes bare feet, I guess. Mm. Sounds think, like a studio album. You think <laughs> commanding you to live in No Shoes Nation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that honestly, that's what I thought it was at first, and and now that you've said it, I'm like, well, maybe I was right all along. Maybe it's just live in No Shoes Nation. <laughs> <laughs> but God forbid I should look that up before we record and actually know. I just like to leave these open-ended questions. It it leaves it makes way for great you know interactive social media content when people You're can like, be what? like you idiot. It's live in yeah. No Shoes Nation. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a message. It does. You're right. Not, not a not a not a advertisement that it's a live album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, Meaning of Life, Kelly Clarkson. That one went under my radar. Oh, my my baby's awake. I hear her crying. Well, Corinne's with her, so that means I have probably a half an hour. 37 minutes. Tops. Then we have Heartbreak on a Full Moon, Chris Brown. So that guy's beating up women and still topping the charts. Well, not topping, you know, three. Uh, He's still in the conversation. Yep, still in the conversation. Number four, Without Warning. 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin. I've oh, never, no. I don't know. it. And number five is Stoney Post Malone. So, you, go ahead. Do you think like artists nowadays are just like all the good names are taken? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go with Metro Boomin. <laughs> <laughs> two, two words is definitely better than one. So I'll be... Somebody took Metro and someone took Booming. He's like, I'll be Metro Booming. I'll take yeah. that. I'll slap that G off. Putting a They're posture. like, dude, I want to be Sting. I'm like, dude, Sting's already taken. Long gone. You can't have Sting. I want to be Slash. <laughs> dude, Slash, Slash is gone, bro. <laughs> All the S's, gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. But I don't know. They're still coming up with... They're coming up. The answer is to do what 21 Savage did and start putting numbers in your name. Yeah. Then you can use all kinds. Um, yeah. I, w- I wasn't prepared for you to say that. There, There is someone that I was noticing recently whose name is like exactly the same as some other guys. But I, I that's a bad story because I can't think of who it is. I'll just cover that up with uh, Pacific Day- Daydream came in at number 23 that, uh, that week. So... A yeah. poorly performing album for for Weezer, commercially anyway. I was, I was not a fan of this one, man. No, I wasn't going into it, and I've yeah. I've become a little more of a fan. But I think I'm influenced a little bit by our uh, our Instagram bandits because I scroll through their stuff and like these Weezer fans who are still Weezer fan, like people who like new Weezer, seem to like Pacific Daydream. And I and it gave me a little bit more. It didn't really give me perspective. It was more like, why do they like this? Because I was going into this ex- being like, here comes the worst one. Here comes the one that I don't like. And 
I like it better now. I still don't know where it'll rank, but I yeah. I do like it better. Uh, one thing I must do, must do, because I've well, been... I go ahead. Oh, sorry, no. I'm not trying to shit on you. Like you said, this is like probably my on my top, my last, on my last, on my list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Van Weezer will be terrible, but <laughs> but it's probably not. It's probably gonna be rad. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have not talked. I've been meaning to talk about this for many episodes because I have, um, I have these funny uh, pictures to use for it. But I finally got a portable CD player that works for my car. It it came like two days ago. So because of my wreck in my car um, that we talked about in the Ratitude episode. I had to get a new car. New cars don't come with CD players anymore. And I don't, I, I, you know, I tried to like do the digital music thing and like use my Bluetooth on my phone or this or that. And it's just not as easy to access albums. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you probably already know they don't, to, they don't sound as good. I don't, you know, yeah. the, the MP3s with lower bit rates don't sound as good as, so I, so I wanted, a CD player. The first one I got skipped like as soon as I hit the gas pedal. So like <laughs> they don't make good CD players anymore. I finally found one that's pretty decent at a reasonable price. But the point of the story really isn't about that. It's more about what I would find as I was searching for CD players, like the pictures that Amazon will use or, or whoever will use is they, they clearly can't get a model they can't pay someone to take a picture with the CD player. What they do is they take this picture of a person like having fun and then they copy and paste a CD with them. Oh, and man. they look so stupid. They look so yeah. unrealistic. Like for actually there's one picture of like a five year old girl like lying on her bed with her headphones and apparently listening to the CD player, but the CD player is open. So you can see <laughs> there's another one where it's like on the dashboard of a car and it's like straight up and down. Like it couldn't possibly be resting on the dashboard the way it is. So uh, we'll put those up on Instagram because they're yeah. funny. And, and you can I'm also, yes, there's also like a party of four people like sitting there, like jamming to their portable CD player or whatever. And um, anyway, we'll, we'll leave it for you to see, but they're terrible. They're all terrible. So I'm glad we got that out of the way because I've been meaning to bring it up because I got these pictures for it and I haven't brought it up in an episode yet. So there you go. And it ended yeah. up working out. The The perfect reminder was that a CD player that worked sh actually showed up. So so that was the good reminder. What CDs have you been listening to? I've only put one in it. Uh, the new Pearl Jam album. Oh, is it good? No. No. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, I mean we're gonna do Pearl Jam one day, I'm sure, and maybe it'll be kind of, mm, I don't know, man. It's it's not good. I don't think it's the worst, but it's not mm -hmm. good. Anyway, so here we go. Here we go. This this album, there's not really that much info out there on Pacific Daydream. Um, it's just another album they did with Crush Management. Uh, that they released it as we've mentioned before Weezer was putting together the black album which is supposed to be like a darker release and in doing that they ended up 
Rivers ended up writing songs that fit better for something like this. Um, and apparently that just came together faster. And so they were like, we're going to, we're going to put the brakes on the black album. We're going to release this first. So you get Pacific daydream here. What I will say, even though I'm, I'm not like surprised you don't like it because I, I'm not a huge fan either, but I am a a little surprised only because I think this one is ranks pretty high up there with like the red album for the least Weezer sounding. Um, um, but maybe the problem is that they take away too much of the good Weezer. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's only like a, one or two songs that rock. Yes. That's it. Like these are all you know. like, these are all um, very easy listening. I would but, say. But it kind of, it's, kind of fits that trend of like where music was at that time like where rock was yeah yeah like popular rock i sure. guess I don't mm-hmm. know. yeah but. yeah um so the very first song um mexican fender is based on river's interactions with katie goodman of la Sera, which don't be embarrassed if you don't know that band because i didn't either but you she is on wikipedia she has her own page so relatively famous what i'm interested about with with that song is it sound Mexican Fender sounds kind of romantic, but she's been married for a while. So I wonder if this was written a long time ago or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about the romantic part. So uh anyway, well, it sounds romantic like the lyrics or the music, the lyrics, I think um, we'll just, we'll just kick it off with that. Here we go. Shop on Santa Monica and 7th Street. The salesman tried to get my attention to sell me a Mexican Fender. She came to get a 10,000 steps and hang out with her boyfriends. But I was only trying to get to know her, so I took her out to the ocean. It was hot, hot, 100 degrees, but she only went in up to her knees. She didn't want to take off her jeans. So I kind of like that one, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, and and I, I like to talk about these in the context of like what your thoughts were when you first listened to it. And when I first, when I got this album and I put that in, I was like, oh, hey, hey, I kind of like this one. Um, not a single. They did release a video for it, which in this day and age kind of makes it a single, but it wasn't I, apparently like an official single. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that song. That I mean, yeah. and it definitely has a romantic sound to it, whether or not, um, whether or not it was written like long ago, or whether he he took their um, interactions in, that was in a platonic context and made it for the song in a romantic context. Like it doesn't really matter, but um, that was just a little bit of backstory behind it. 
there isn't a whole lot to add about many of these, you know? Yeah. So, They're kind of, I like the, uh, I don't know, just like Weezer's approach to music. They just change it up all the time and mm-hmm. keep it fresh. Yeah. And they, they don't care if it's uh, risky or not. They'll release whatever they think they should release. Right. Yeah, that's true. Which, I, <laughs> that's, that's true. And something that I think people don't miss because their music doesn't sound dangerous. You know, it's, it's relatively like mom and dad friendly. <laughs> you know, I think I've said uh-huh. before, like my parents weren't worried about me uh, being depressed when I'd listen to Weezer, but yeah, that, but to your point, it, that doesn't make it like less risky. It's just not uh-huh. like thrash or whatever <clears throat> yeah. or grunge at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the next song is is Beach Boys, which is an ode to the Beach Boys, but it's kind of interesting. Rivers purposely made this song sound, or chose this set of music as the least Weezer sounding on the album to make it, uh, to write this song off of. Metro screaming by, walking with the Mexicans. Should I call an ambulance? We need a melody, a gorgeous four part harmony, so it all makes sense. There's gotta be more than this. Everyone wants to be cooler than everyone else. It's a hip hop world, and we're the furniture. Let's get out of the city. Let me tell you about a band I love. So it's like I actually kind of like that one too. Yeah, you give it a at least a little bit of a thumbs up, <clears throat> a thumbs um, side, a little, little bit. Yeah. Um, the the two singles on the album follow that. That's feels like summer and happy hour. Um, feels like summer is like dance music, right? Um, let's yeah. play a little bit of that here. So that's not the worst thing in the world. It's just all right, right? Dude, 
you want me to tell you about my dream? Yeah. So I had a dream that like I was hired by Kiss to like play a concert. Sure. And they're like, no, dude, you're supposed to learn this set, not this one. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, Gene? <laughs> <laughs> and I went on stage and I just like. Did your own thing? Yeah. Good. <laughs> just not playing with the band at all. Oh, I played with the band. Oh, okay. They were okay with you doing... No. Gene was pissed. <laughs> As he should be. Yeah. Well, whose fault do you think it was? Do you think they gave you the wrong set, or do you think you screwed up? I probably screwed up. Well, that's good of you, Dad. You know. Unless they were out to get me. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be an odd thing to do if they hired you. <laughs> Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're after you. Doesn't mean they're not after you, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but we knew what you meant. Um, uh-huh. So Happy Hour was the second single. And uh, yeah. this is the one that gets a lot of support from the aforementioned uh, fans of the podcast that I find on Instagram. Like Weezer fans like Happy Hour, this the song anyway. Maybe not the activity. Who doesn't like Happy Hour? Fools. So so the thing here is that happy hour kind of like signals like this is what the rest of the album is going to be. It's going to be like drum yeah. machines, yeah. you know, sound drum machine sounds what or samples whether I mean Patrick Wilson is playing, I'm sure, but like um, it has that like electronic sound and there aren't going to be big guitars and um which is kind of interesting because they made this separate from the black album which kind of like I guess the, this is the light of their hip hop and the black albums like the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I have a similar feeling about that. I, th- I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to the black album because we recorded that like first out of all these. Uh-huh. Now I feel like I need to listen to it again to get like a different perspective on it. But um, yeah, I think the same thing, like they don't sound that different to me. It's only in sort of like the ambiance of the song. Where, but the instruments and the production sound very similar to me. Um, this one, this one is a little more guitar-y. You know, like there's a lot of like there's a lot of um, reverb and and uh, sort of like not I can't think of a different word to use again, but ambiance again. Like mm. they're atmospheric. That's the word. I, the guitars yeah. are atmospheric in this one, which they're not as much in. Um, in the black album, I actually think the cover art for this is pretty appropriate with the like girl swinging in outer space. The, the guitars do sound like outer space, um, like delay, mm-hmm. delay or heavy reverb or both. Like I, oh. 
you probably know that I use a digital um, delay as my reverb. So you can, it can kind of be the same thing sort of, but um, so who knows what exactly they're doing, but it sounds like they're in a gigantic hall when they record the guitars. Everything else seems very present, but everything else is like outer space or the guitars are outer space. Um, the last one that I feel like we have to mention is weekend woman only because when I was reading up on the album, they were like, you know, the opening riff gives a, gives a nod to the zombies. It's the time of the season. And I was like, what? No. Do you know which song that is? I, I it's, yeah. It's the time of the season for the week. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway. <laughs> yes. That, and that's the part. And that's the part that they actually... You can hear it. There is like a little uh-huh. send off to that song in here. They should put that on teal. Apparently, the verse for this song was also borrowed from um, a Green Album outtake called "Burning Sun." Hmm. So, I don't know how I don't know how Rivers could remember stuff that he had written thirteen years earlier. I mean, he records all of it. That's how. Yeah. But why? You know, he's like a music like, hoarder. Like I uh-huh. hoard a lot of shit, but it, the the problem with hoarding is that you keep all this stuff and you never go back and look at it again. You just yeah. kept it. Rivers apparently goes back and looks through that stuff. He's like, Oh, I had this idea on a Thursday in 1997. Yeah. It was. Don't know why I never finished it. Let's use it. <laughs> the, the rest of the songs are not all like complete duds or anything. Um, yeah. But, but I think, both for time's sake and because I don't, do you have any, anything left to say about these in particular? Not in particular. Yeah. The, the one thing I do like, a, I really like the last song. It's Which a, one is that? any friend of Diane's. That's the last song on here. I'm going to play a little bit of it just because I think it deserves a little play as a good album closer for Weezer. Any friend of So I like that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Truth be told, I like pretty much all of these. 
yeah. it's just like you said that none of them really rock and i do want to rock usually at yeah. least a little so i think we go to cover cut hidden gem like now right. and and if there's any on there that we haven't covered yet we'll play a little bit of the tune there that seems like a better way to go through something like this that we don't have a lot to say about it i'm i do feel like this is going to disappoint listeners who really like pacific daydream that like we didn't on the podcast yeah. yeah, serious. We'll do an episode just for this if you want to come on here and tell us why yeah. it deserved more time. First of all, I already mentioned we're on a bit of a time crunch. But second second of all, it would be boring to listen to us say st- something about an album we have nothing to say about. So let's get to it. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I pick, should I name all three? No, nah, do the cover it? first. <clears throat> I said I said happy hour. Cause it's yeah. it's kind of a party tune, or why? Yeah. Okay. Both. Yeah, I chose Mexican Fender. Um, yeah. Because because I just I just think it rocks the most. By the way, do you think he's talking about the Mexican? He says this salesman tried to get his attention to sell him a Mexican Fender. Do you think he means to sell me a piece of shit, or do you think Rivers means, you know? They're down south, and the Fender happened to be Mexican. Or is he knocking on Mexican Fenders is what I'm saying? I don't know. Do you know why I'm asking? Like, Strats? Yeah, particularly Mexican ones. Because my Strat's no. a Mexican Strat. Oh, uh, okay. So they're is like he, the next... Is he they're like the my, mid-tier ones, right? Yeah. Is he calling my guitar a piece of shit? I don't care I don't if he is. My, my Strat sounds good, so I don't send, care if he... Send a letter... <laughs> Come on the podcast, Rivers. Tell me, you you call my guitar piece of shit? <laughs> okay, uh, what would you cut? I said Sweet Mary, dude. Uh, that was my second choice. Uh, Sweet Mary is the seventh cut, so Sweet Mary sounds a little like this. not much more to that song than that it does build of course but it's kind of that same melody the whole time which is a nice Mm -hmm. melody and it's got like pianos and and stuff like different instrumentation which i always appreciate my problem with sweet mary is it, it doesn't it doesn't ever really take off it's like an airplane that's just strolling down the runway and never really gets enough speed to take flight that's my problem yep Yep. It doesn't crash, but... Yeah. I would say equally bad is QB Blitz, which that's my cut. Uh-huh. Really, the, what, it was either Sweet Mary or QB Blitz, and I thought QB Blitz had the stupider name, so this is QB Blitz. <laughs> All of my conversations die a painful death, you see. I can't get anyone to do algebra with me. 
It's hard to make real friends. My friends have lots of friends. I don't hang out enough. Take drugs and learn to love. This intercom is broken into pieces. I gotta call my QB blitz, B blitz. Out on the ice, fields so far. I'll be, I'll be missing you like oxygen, surgeon. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll be missing you like oxygen. So. QB Blitz, my problem is really just, it's really similar to Sweet Mary. The bass sound is actually pretty cool, but it's just, it it's not ballady enough to be a ballad. <clears throat> it doesn't rock. It's just like boring with, I, in my opinion, a bad metaphor that is the, is the name of the song and sort of like the, the driver of the imagery. Like, I just don't like, <laughs> I don't like it. So what do you got for your uh, hidden gem? It can't be... I said... Oh, I got to tell the listeners again, what it, just in case this is your first episode in which I have to apologize, but the hidden gem is the song on the album, as I burp, <laughs> is the song on the album that is not a single. So the best song on the album, not a single. So here you're looking at Feels Like Summer and Happy Hour are the singles. So what's your hidden gem? I said Mexican Fender. Mexican Fender, that, hmm, I think we kind of did it backwards this time, because usually I'm the one who just picks a song I think rocks that wasn't a single, which is, like, my instinct was to go with Mexican Fender, but I chose the one that's a little quirkier, but I still really like, which is Get Right. Hmm. So here's a little of that one. I might fast forward a little bit to the good part. Here's a little fast forward move. So that's that's enough to get an idea. Like the the thing I like about that one is in an album that's got a couple danceish tunes in it. That's the one that I could be like, I'd dance to that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's and it's a little cool. It's a little daft punkier, I think, than than some of the other ones. Not that that's the end all be all, but that's why I like it better. So that's my hidden gem. That song's called Get Right. La Mancha Screwjob is really good too. Um, that's the ninth song. And if we played a little of that one, which I won't just because I don't want to, but you should check out La Mancha Screwdrop. That would probably be, that would be my second choice. Okay. Let's play a little of it just cause that'll give us a little bit of every song on the album. Keeps ticking off 
like that one too. This album is not terrible. Like I'm actually probably going to listen to it more now. It's definitely the Oh really? Yeah, it's definitely the album I've listened to of theirs the least and I need to give it another chance, but Yeah. So um well, this is a tight episode because tight. For one, you have to work soon and I need to go watch a baby. So we only have one left. We're done recording uh, uh, Black already, so we only have Teal and Van Weezer left. Maybe we won't be on Zoom by the time we record those, but we probably will for Teal. Um, probably. Yeah, and then we'll be ranking them, which I'm excited about, and we'll be announcing our uh, our next uh, mini series, if that's what you want to call it, our next collection, our next discography. Which so we didn't even I, tell. We didn't even tell what this podcast is at the beginning again. Uh, you want to time travel? I'll time. I'll I'll time travel us, and I'll do the intro later. And then right. they'll hear this part. What were you going to ask me? I was just going to say, what have you been doing, bro? Same old, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The days. The days um, are pretty similar. Basically, eating whatever like crap you have left over in the fridge and waiting for. Five days later, when you can, when your clicker list is ready at the grocery store, you know, because uh-huh. you don't want to go in. But what about you? I've been playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion. Three. Oh yeah, it's good, man. You should get a Switch. I've been playing The Witness, which is an Xbox oh, yeah. game. Do you know that game? No. It's for download only, so there's no like physical copies of it. But um, it's like a puzzle game. Yeah. Um, it's unique. I'm not far enough in it yet. I mean, I definitely know what's going on, but I don't think I'm far enough in it to say whether it's great or not. But uh-huh. the reviews were good, so that's what I've been doing. Have you been playing every day? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Not for very long all the time, but yeah, every day. Yeah. I, all bye. right. Get wet. Bye. bye. Get wet. Oh, wait. Let me give it some volume. Bye. Bye. I got a story. Story once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Boys, go.
the second Sam locks it logs in. I'm kicking it off. And then we'll run into some audio issues that I'll have to edit out later. Such is life. That was a test. One, two. Oh, yeah, it's working. He'll be like, dude, I can't hear you. I'll be like, fuck you. It's an early morning when I'm recording. Early morning and we're recording. But it's not that early. My fucking asshole neighbor was just driving away to work. There's room for two cars, two big cars in his front of his house and the street parking. Sam just texted me a question I don't know the answer to, answer to. But anyway, back to my neighbor Jeff. He always takes up two spots with his stupid truck. Stupid truck Pulls into the middle of the curb between two driveways What a piece of shit Rumor has it Actually, I'll just wait until Sam We want this on the actual recording, probably Sam's having trouble logging in now Can I send you the link? Jesus Christ. Jesus titty fucking Christ. Oh boy, we have T minus 48 minutes to get this done. That is not good. Oh boy. Can you hear me? You gotta turn your mic on, son. Maybe I need to unmute you. Hello? Oh, yeah. Now Hello? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Excellent. Here we go. Uh, One second. What? Audio test. One, two, three. Okay, Google. Set alarm for 8 a.m. One, two, three. All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'm audio testing. Say something again. Chickity hoo ha. Chickity hoo ha. What? Just kidding. Uh, okay. 
starting too late. Uh, it'll be tight. Here we go. So I'm rolling right into it. All right. One, two, Hold three. Hold on. No. Wait, I gotta say, I gotta say something first. The date, oh, always with the deep breath in. The date is October 27th, 2017. The album is Weezer's Pacific Drade. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the date is October 27th, 2017. The album is Pacific Daydream from Weezer. This is the Wet Bandits One, Podcast. Two, three.